Good morning, everybody. Good morning, good morning. Tuesday morning, November 16th, 2021, 8 a.m. recording time. How are you guys doing this morning? Get your money today. It's Tuesday. Yesterday was a wake-up day. Today is a grind day. Get your money. Get your money today. I pray that everybody had a beautiful night's sleep. They're well-rested. They're sharp. They're in tune with self. And they are positive. Nothing is going to defeat that wall today. Nothing is going to bring you down. Nothing is going to penetrate you. Be you and be the best you Tuesday. So yesterday was a long, long day, man. And and let me tell you, let me tell you, as someone that has been in a similar situation, not nothing as, as serious as Rittenhouse in any fashion, but just a scared little kid in a courtroom with adults that are all arguing over me. And I have really no clue as to what's going on. You know what I mean? And this is it. How did you sleep last night, Kyle? You probably didn't get any sleep. I'm sure you was up with your family all night and as you should be. Because this could be very well at any moment your last day. It's a hard thing to to reconcile. It's a hard thing to come to grips with walking around feeling like a zombie. You just you're in a cloud. It's everything is surreal. You you people are talking to you, you're not paying attention. People are trying to tell you, you know, things about stay positive, keep your head up. It's, 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 it's just, it's like a, uh, it's like a Peanuts cartoon. You know, all you're hearing is won't, 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 and, and you're a kid, you know. So Rittenhouse is, is, uh, he's probably getting up right now, getting dressed. You know, this starts at, at 10 central, um, or did they, I think they, they agreed to meet at nine. So anywhere within the next hour or two, they're going to come in and then they're going to set the jury off to sale. How long is the jury going to deliberate? Let me tell you now, I've been following this from the beginning. And I always was under the presumption that this kid was in self-defense of some manner. I... Not until I saw the drone footage did I really realize that this kid was the agitator, as far as I can see as the evidence. I'm not talking about what the prosecutor's saying. I'm not talking about what the defense is saying. I'm saying just from my own gathering of the hard evidence, the facts, the factual evidence. And when you see little Kyle running around that van and lifting his AR-15, now was it Kyle? It's grainy, right? But it's safe to assume because, well, we know it was Kyle because he ran from the van and then the 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 um, Rosenbaum was coming around behind him, which caused him to run towards the car. And that's how we're, so we know Kyle ran up to the van, even though that the video was grainy, but Kyle ran up to the van and lifted his 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 rifle at the Zeminskis, at the two people that were standing on the other side of the van. And that is when Rosenbaum came around the van. Now, let me explain something to you. That scene that you saw, that is, that was 
like my childhood not to that extreme we weren't burning dumpster you know that was that was a that was a protest i don't know if it was a riot or anything of that nature it was just a bunch of people that were protesting for whatever they whatever their agenda was but this was a protest it was an emotional protest it was a last shot it was a venting if you will so you know as kids that's what a bunch of us kids that we were doing we were just running around and we were venting out our our frustrations at the world you know we hated the world at that age and we were we were showing our community how much we hated the world so weekends yeah we we would have just large gathering of kids with nothing to do and we would be stealing you know going on beer runs stealing beer you know, uh, getting high, things of that nature, just whatever. And incidents would ensue. We would, we would, people would be, you know, get jumped and somebody would hit on somebody else's girlfriend and then this click would jump on this click and, and things would just, would happen. So there, there's been instances where somebody pulls a gun out on somebody and another person comes up behind them and cold cocks them in the head and, that is what that scene reminded me of. And the kid that always pulled out the gun, always pulled out the knife, was the one that was scared because he couldn't fight. We weren't kids that were bringing guns and things like that. We were just, we would go and, and we would just unleash. It's not that we were going out to try to hurt nobody. We were just trying to go out and show that we were the toughest. We were the baddest, you know, it was just things of that nature. Just, and that's what that scene was. Kyle was a punk kid. He was just a punk kid who watched too much TV. And thought that he was ready. He thought that he was ready to enter into the battlefield. Wasn't that the Game of Thrones or one of those where... The kid thought he was so fucking bad. You know what I mean? And, and it, you know, he, he got on the battlefield and he just froze. And was that Game of Thrones? I can't remember. But there's a there's a part of a, of a show that I'm trying to recall where, yeah, this kid, you know, he, during training, because everybody was being soft with him because the kid was somebody. I think that was Game of Thrones. Was that the, the young king that I was thinking about? I can't remember his name, but little nasty nasty kid but again these are personality types and kyle is one of those in prison we call those cell cell warriors that's what we call people like that where they get behind their locked door and they'll they'll, they'll go to selling you out talking cash shit about how bad they are and all of this and these guards better not do nothing and it just creates a disturbance it agitates people. And that is what Kyle Rittenhouse was doing. So after watching that, him lifting that rifle and Rosenbaum running behind him, this is a scene that I've seen many times as a youth. So I understand it. And then when Rittenhouse started running, to me, it appeared like as he was starting to get over to the cars, because he really wasn't looking behind him from what I could see. So I feel like he didn't know Rosenbaum was on him like that. 
So when he turned around, because remember, if you look at it, he starts to go from the run to like a, just a small little jog. He's starting to, 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 to ease up. And as he eases up and looks behind him, he sees that Rosenbaum is right on him. And I think in that moment, it scared him to where he just turned, lifted and pulled. He was just a scared fucking punk kid, man. But that's not no excuse. It's not no excuse. And after seeing that, after seeing that he was the agitator, because that's what that is. If you point a gun at somebody, you're agitating that person. You're instantly altering that person's mood. Whatever mood that they were in, you've altered that in such a fashion that they didn't even really have time to react. They, it's, it's instantaneous. It's instant fear. And then I think what happens is once that fear, like you have that instant fear, and then what happens is your brain quickly calculates, deduces, whatever it does, and lets you know that, okay, this kid, it's not death. But you, your, your brain tells you that you don't have to fear, but now you become angry because of that fear that you were put in. If the fear was to remain, as if Kyle was to come around and and... And you just knew instantaneously that this was a stone cold killer and that you were about to die. You know, then you remain in that fear. Your body releases, does whatever it does, whatever you do when you're under fear. But when when that, yes, you get scared instantly. But then when you realize that there was nothing to be scared of, you became you become angry. You become angry because this this thing scared you, took you out your character. And then it's how you, however you, you react to that anger, you know, and this is what happened. That is exactly what happened. He scared these people with his gun. And yes, there was a couple encounters that, again, there's no evidence of Rosenbaum threatening to, to take his gun and kill him. If I get your gun away from you, there, there was no evidence of that. This is what they're saying. I kind of probably agree with the prosecution that that the defense is is throwing this narrative in there because it's it's the the missing link to their self defense theory but i know man like, listen i i knew many kids like rosenbaum you know i probably was just like rosenbaum again he's just a a, a person that was just he's just he was a nobody. He was just somebody that was out there. He was out there that day cuz everybody else was out there and it was just a a group of people out there unleashing and venting their frustrations of the world. That's all that was. Wasn't nobody really out there. Just it, at that moment in time, it was a the people viewed it as a free pass to go out and break bottles and burn shit and kick shit and spray paint shit and write fuck you and flick off the police. It was just a moment of rebellion against Big Brother, against our big parents. That's all that was. And who the fuck did this kid think he was? So I really, I really think that the jury is going to find him guilty on all counts. The prosecution, as horrible as they were, going throughout the process, you know, violating rights and, and things. I mean, the kid's going to have an appeal. He's going to have another day in court, no question. But I think that that them closing statements probably saved this guy's job 
closing statements probably save this guy's job. He convinced me. Let's put it that way. He convinced me because he's he's speaking facts. And 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 how he convinced me is not because of his story. It's because of it's because of those were the facts. That was the truth. How the prosecutor ended up is the truth and I and and I feel that I feel that way because I've been in those situations. The fact that he wanted to go get an AR-15 because it looked cool. The fact that he wanted to put full metal jackets, 30 rounds of full metal jackets into an AR-15 and then carry that out on the street knowing that you've only shot this thing one time. You have, you have no relationship with this weapon. When soldiers go into the military, they form a relationship with their weapon. Their weapon is their bond. This is their, this is their lifeline back to their families, this thing that they carry. This was just something that was cool to Rittenhouse. It looked cool. A weapon, an AR-15 of, of capable of mass destruction. Mass killings with full, with, with full metal jackets that are capable of killing 30 people. Each bullet is capable of doing enough damage to a person that that one bullet is going gonna, is gonna to cause death or near death. And you have 30 of them. And these bullets are going through people. So your potential kill count could be higher than 30. You, you, you know, and, and you're doing this because it's cool. There is nothing cool about assault rifles. There's nothing cool about full metal jackets. Nothing, nothing at all. I agree with them. And I think every person should have them. And the reason why I think every person should have them is because the government has them. As long as these weapons are on the face of the planet and other people are walking around with them, I want one too. I want the same protection for myself as what anybody else has for them, no matter what they call themselves or label themselves. You want me to put mine down, you put yours down. So, but the, the fact is, is understanding what this is. It's not a hunting rifle. It's nothing else other than to get a whole bunch of people the frig up off you. That's an, it belongs in a gun safe. You take it out each weekend. This is your bond. You, you know, you, you shoot it in the backyard a couple rounds. You make sure that it's primed and oiled and cleaned and you put it back in the safe. It's not to take to a friggin' rally in Kenosha strapped around you like you're some kind of friggin', you know, a military vet. It's it's just this is the concept. This is the mindset that he was in. And the way that the prosecutor laid it out, I cannot deny it. I, I mean, I can, but I'll be lying. So am I going to lie to myself or am I going to be factual? The kid is guilty, man. I'm sorry. I'm an advocate for prisoners. But what is right is right and what is wrong is wrong. You cannot run around the streets with an AR-15 loaded with full metal jackets on one shoulder and a paramedics bag on another shoulder that you just can't. And you're 17 and you illegally upset, you know, uh, 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 you, you illegally purchase this weapon through a straw man. At some point, logic has to be applied. 
And until we get to a point to where we're raising our children not to think in the fashion that these children are thinking, again, I don't blame the parents. I do blame the parents, but I don't blame the parents either because the parents are just as brainwashed as the children. This shit is coming from our TVs, man. The shit is coming from our TVs with this false reality that TVs paint for us. This shit where it's got kids running around thinking that they can be gangsters in some small town where there ain't a gangbanger in the town. They don't know nothing about gangbanging. But yet they're running around with do-rags and throwing signs on TikTok and all of this crap. Have no idea, concept of what a gang even is. What, what, what a gang even what what it even represents and these stupid little kids minds they think gangs represent violence and anger and it's a lash out it has nothing to do with gangs this is what maybe the media shows you because it's an agenda to tear down the gangs and yes you got a lot of these these wannabe gangs that are out there that are are, are portraying that but that's not the essence of what gang life is that's not the essence of what a gang is our communities are under attack. I don't believe, you know, I'm not telling people to go out and be gang members or things of that nature. But again, this is what I do is a race stigma. By education and, and helping people understand what gangs are. It has nothing to do with killing people, robbing people, you know, things of that nature. Where we're, People are still human beings. People are still human beings. They're just trying to survive in the only way that they know how. And a lot of these communities, low-income communities, were left behind. These low-income communities, the poor class, was there just to be used and pillaged and raped for whatever they could produce. Because the poor class are hard workers. Because they want to come out of the poor class. People don't want to be poor. And within that, yes, you had drugs. You had alcoholism. You had crime and the police didn't want to do anything. And police are, are the are the ones doing half of these things. They'll go out and get high, get drunk. You know, they'll go bust the, the dope man, take half his drugs, get high. Then they're running around patrolling high on drugs, drunk, whatever this this is. And, and those the problem police are the ones that they stick in the hood. So, yes, gangs were formed to protect the communities, to protect. The, the daughters, the sons that were being raped from, from pedophile cops or, or, and I'm not, I'm not, let me stop with the cops because I'm not trying to put it all on cops, but you get the idea. Gangs were formed to protect the communities, to protect themselves because there was no protection there. This is what the essence of what gangs were. Street law, street justice, because there was no other justice there. So people of the communities had to create their own. You know, and, and, and as anything else, you lose sight. Once you get a taste of a little bit of power and you see that, that you have the ability to instill fear, you lose sight of, of, of what was important and, and it, it takes on an, an egotistical set and things get lost from that point. So you, now you have a lot of gangs where they think that it, that this is what it is about who can push the most dope, who can kill the most people. Who can hold the, the block down with the most crime? You know, who can rep their city the hardest and all of this stuff. And then this is where your stigma comes from. But And then that's how it's portrayed through the TV. And then you get these young kids who are fashionable, their followers, 
They just want to be cool, you know, and, and, and that's how TV portrays that type of life, that lifestyle, that it's a cool lifestyle, dangerous and exciting and filled with drama and, you know, intrigue and mystery and get off the gas with this stuff. But it's intriguing to children. So now you have these little white kids and, and little little whatever kids it don't have to be white, but whatever kids growing up in an environment that does not fit the image they are trying to portray. As I would say back in the day, you had you had a bunch of people that were trying to get in the hood. People that live in the hood are trying to get the hell out of the hood. And then you have people that don't live in the hood that are trying to get into the hood. Rittenhouse was one of these individuals, man. Rittenhouse was just one of these these punk ass kids, man, that thought he was a tough kid. Probably Rittenhouse has probably never been punched in the face. Probably never even been in a fight other than with maybe his little homeboys or something like that. But never really been in nothing serious where somebody was really trying to hurt him and he knew he had to rely on his skills or get beat the beat the f up. He hasn't been in no issues like that. But he thinks that he has. That's the thing. Because he's been in a couple little scraps. And maybe he beat up his little brother down the street. Or, you know what I mean? Or whatever. And he, in his mind, he's thinking, man, I'm a bad dude, boy. Let me show you how bad I am. Oh, you need me over there? I got you. You got my AR-15? I got you. You got them FMJs in there, bro? Bro, you got them in there, bro? Bro, I just want to be famous. And if you're watching the trial when the prosecutor brought that up, Rittenhouse rolled his eyes because he knows he knows now that he looked like a clown because I know that I look like a clown. This is how I know I'm not judging nobody. I've been through this. I was a little Rittenhouse. So it's not that I'm putting him down or shaming him. I'm informing the people. I'm letting you know that this Rittenhouse, you could have said that Rittenhouse was me. In in the sense what in the sense of the mindset, you know, just trying to be a badass, wanting people to like me, doing things that made me look cool to other people. I never killed nobody. I never shot at nobody. Unfortunately, I have pointed guns at people. I did an episode on that. If you haven't heard that, catch it out. It's you know, it's called Ghost from the Past. And that's the thing. The whole the mindset of it at that time was I wanted people to fear me so they would respect me all i was looking for was just respect really essentially because i wasn't getting respect from my father really i wasn't getting respect from really anybody in my family for the most part so it was it was just me wanting to be respected i think rittenhouse is the same way man i just see it in him so you have this kid who's scared to fight thinks he can fight but now he's put himself in a position. He's put himself in a position that his body, his mind and everything else is now telling him, oh, shit, I'm scared. I don't even know what to do. That's the thing. His mind was registering. He didn't know what to do. He, he didn't know what to do. And then when he turned and Rosenbaum was on him, it scared him. Sure, in his mind. For me, there's not a question of whether he thought he was going to die or not, but he was he's such a scared kid in his mind. He thought that he was probably going to die. He was scared to death, but that wasn't reality. There was nothing to be scared of. He just didn't know that. 
And that's not self-defense. Ignorance is not an excuse for, for the law. You know, it's, it's, ignorance is not an excuse. It's just not ignorance of any fashion. Because you're not intelligent enough or experienced enough to know that you're not in a dangerous, life-threatening situation. That is not excusable to kill somebody. The man had an AR-15. Rosenbaum didn't have anything. He was scared that Rosenbaum was going to take the gun from him. He may have. He may have. But the fact is, Rosenbaum wasn't going to kill him. He may have took it and said, you know what? I got your shit. I got your shit. And left with it. And he and now he's got himself a rifle. He may have took it from him. He wasn't going to kill nobody, man. Rosenbaum wasn't no killer either. None of them dudes there were killers. They were just kids, man, that were out there having fun. Unleashing, venting. That's all that was, man. They're getting ready to, to send the jury off for deliberation. And we'll see what's happening. My my um my opinion is that, that the boy is guilty, man. And all that changed in, in, in the last end of the trial. I don't buy the defense. I think they did a great job with what they had. And I and I and I understand a lot of what they say. But that just isn't the facts and it isn't the truth. And the defense was creating a narrative to try to fit their puzzle together. And to me, that's that's that is what changed my decision. Nothing the prosecutor said or did. It was just the facts of 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 my own experiences in life and understanding situations. So that's it. You guys tell me what you think. Leave a comment. Please share, like, subscribe. I love you guys for tuning in and following through. I'm going to switch back to the Arbery because I've, I've just been so hectic, man. I've been so busy. And I know you guys don't want to hear that because you out getting money yourself. So I pray for you. And I hope that your day is prosperous and you continue to be your best self, man. Spread love. Spread positivity. Spread the word. Get the word out, man. We coming together and we taking back our country. God bless, man. I love you. Thomas freed me. I'm out.